ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, Terra Master, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. GPR Stabilizer, a leader in steering dampener technology, brings you the new Q5 Sport ATV dampener with better control and handling with an upgraded vane and seal system. Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talk Sandy. Hey everybody, this is one of my all-time favorites. Mike Penland, thank you very much for coming back on ATV Talk. I really, really enjoy your stories, your life in the ATV world. Not everybody does. Not everybody knows all the things that you've accomplished. Um, I don't know most of it, and I love catching up with you. How are you, Mike? Fine, thank you. Well, thank you. And we can't forget, Sarah's off-camera. She's right over there. I'm assuming to your left, you know, she's hiding. Thank you for coming on the show and helping us out. They can't hear her. So she's got to speak way up. I want to talk about ATVs and, and riding and the love of riding ATVs, you know, or just off-road riding it in general. I mean, that's, that's a big something. subject. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, you've ridden all over the world, haven't you? Not enough, but some places. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it's just uh, a friend of mine. I'm going to tell you about a friend of my best friend that I've ever had. He he got killed, uh, wrecked a dump truck. But he he used to work for me some. And then I, I was going riding one day. And uh, I said, why don't you come with me? And he said, oh, I haven't got anything to ride. I said, I got some extras. So we went and and we hadn't rode too long. And when, you know, you stop and talk and go to the bathroom or, you know, go back to the truck, get something, get some water. Well, anyway, he said, this is so great, this ride. And I said, oh, yeah, why? He said, it gets my mind off of everything. And I, and I never thought about that. You know, the in order to ride with any competency, you got to concentrate. Yep. And I didn't, I didn't ever think that I was concentrating, you know, it's just, just, just riding. And, uh, but uh, yeah, you can't have your mind on 
this and that and the other and and do ride proficient. You just you just can't do it. And uh, I guess a man can start off thinking of stuff, and then after a while it kind of fades into the background, and then you ride. But uh, you got just got to ride, and it, it's. I, I see more where he comes from, you know, you just ride. And, and uh, with some people, it's just there. And other people, it has to be coaxed out of them. But yeah, it's. Uh, when you're riding back home, what's it, what's it like for you? Just. I don't want to hit that tree. <laughs> It's got uh, to be more to it than, than I just don't want to hit the tree. Uh, it's uh, I, I'm going to tell you something about riding. And this is so to me important is everything has got to be with no thought. I used to go out <clears throat> on a motorcycle on a big full moon in the woods. And I'm talking tight woods. I'm not talking out west woods. I'm talking <laughs> trees everywhere. And, and, and holes and bumps and stumps and uh, logs and everything. And you just ride it. Because one of the good things about that is you're not looking at it because you can't see it. And so you have to learn, or your body has to learn, however you want to say it, to react without seeing nothing. You know, it's gotta be, it's gotta be completely unthought of. Uh you, you can't see uh and I know we do a little bit when we can see it, but down Baja, when it's dusty, you can't see the 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 uh uh, the gotchas and the it, it's it's yeah, just got to be your body's reacting to what you've already learned. Yep, it, it, it's it's all second nature. It, Lenny, you're driving down the road tomorrow morning, going to work, do, 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 and a dog runs out. You don't say, "Oh my goodness, there is a dog." What shall I do? I will mash on my brakes and swerve to the right. No, it's just, it's there with no thought. Right. And virtually everything in racing has to be that way. Or riding. Yeah. If you're going to ride, not just race, but if you're going to ride, it has to be completely second nature. Does that yeah. make any sense to you? Total sense to me because it is. Yeah. I mean, the muscle memory and this sometimes we forget what it's like to not know how to ride or not, you know, I forget that some people have to think about it and I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was the difference for you to go out recreational riding versus racing? What was the different mindset? Uh, it's just, beating people, passing them, you know, uh, when, when you're out playing around, you just, I, 
I would go as fast playing as I did racing and feel comfortable. I, I didn't, uh, I mean, if, if we had some people that were just real novices, you know, you just playing monkey around. But if, if you're trail riding and, and I, I hate to tell you this, but like pre-running in Baja, you don't pre-run, you pre-race. <laughs> you, know, you, you, you know, you slow down when you're going past some farmer's house. But the other times you're, you're rolling, you're rolling. And you're not running the race bike, so you don't worry much about hurting it. But, but you, you just, uh, it's something that's there, um, like a natural instinct. Yep. Uh, and, and it all has to be done without thinking. It's, it's got to be canned in your brain, just waiting to come out. So when you would go play ride, it, you had the same mindset? as when you lined up on the starting line for some things uh i wouldn't uh when i'm racing in in the in the gnccs you know you, there's big ugly banks and leaves all over slick leaves and 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 they're snotty with mud on them and stuff and i would go up hills that play and i wouldn't go up uh but kind of get me into a corner here on that but yeah but racing there's some things you do different of course uh because like i've got on a note here when it when it comes to racing i i wouldn't do much anything different than i would trail riding much of course i would some but the thing with racing is I want to do it next week. You know, if you're hurt, you can't do it next week. Right. Uh, so it's, it's fun. It's lots of fun, but where do you draw the line? I, I, I've got something that I, I, uh, in some of my notes, I go as fast as I can go. Okay. And tomorrow it might be different speed. It might be slower. It might be faster. But I go as fast as I can go. And if it's faster than you, then I beat you. But if it's not, then you beat me. But but there's, I just go where I feel comfortable. I, I just, when I say I've never rode above my head, yeah, this corner or that bump or that, you know, something. Yeah, you ride a little more than you probably really should, but I've, I've never been one to ride over my head. I just, I've seen too many people do it. And uh, okay. it normally doesn't end good. So let me, I'm going to get off topic. Have you always been this competitive? Yes. Uh, it's uh, Sarah, if you're going to chime in there, it's, let's chime in. Let's so we can hear you. Well, Way before she came along, I I think we talked on another podcast. The the first race I ever went to, you know, I raced in it. You know, I didn't go watch them first. I raced in it. And the first race I entered, I won. And the second one, I won. And the Lord's blessed me to win through the years. Lots of stuff. Right on. Lots so, of trail riding. So the answer to the... Uh... 
the question is, is you are a very competitive individual. Certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, do you I, play checkers to lose? No, no, I just oh. don't play checkers. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'd play you checkers, be glad to, but like uh, baseball, football, basketball, I, I, I can't play them. I'm I'm left-eyed and I'm right-handed. I was at the shop one day working and two older fellas come in the shop and, and I'm working on whatever they brought. I don't remember. And uh, the, the one feller says, you don't catch very well, do you? And I looked at him and said, no, I kept working. He said, uh, you don't read good, do you? said, no, kept working. And, uh, you know, he said, you can't throw very good. You know, he, he's all the, I said, no, no, I can't. And he came out, Lenny, with a word this big. And what it amounts to is it's cross dominance, left-eyed, right-handed. And, and I remember as a boy swinging a tennis racket or swinging a bat and stuff, I couldn't hit the, I couldn't hit. Uh, and really still came. Now, I, I can throw better now than when I was young and catch better now than when I was young. But, uh, you know, you'd have that big baseball mitt there. That ball would come. It'd just go right through my mitt. You know, <laughs> wasn't even close. And, 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 and I, was the, I was the fella that when people are teaming up, you know, boys are teaming up for this game or that game, they'd, I was the one that'd say, no, you take Mike. No, I don't want Mike. You take Mike. You know, they didn't want me. I was the last man picked. And because I couldn't play. It's it just, I couldn't play. And your heart out, but it didn't work out. Just, just couldn't do it. It's, it's like a church. You know, I haven't in a long time, but I used to go up in the choir all the time. I couldn't sing, but now I just don't hurt other people's feelings and their ears and stuff. So I, I just, Listen and or sing along with them, but I'm in the in the pew. Yeah, uh, that's okay. Yeah. I, I'm not necessarily wanting to hear you sing, Mike. Yeah, no, you don't want to. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I'll make sure of it. I won't sing. That's good. That's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just uh, that, that's one of the uh, only things I've I, I've I've told that. You know, I'm not a a good man. I'm not a good dad. I'm not a good husband. Uh, but the only thing I've been able to do is ride, you know. Well, I want to contradict what you just said, because your daughter just seems to think the sun rises and sets on you. And yeah, she's not real smart. <laughs> she's going to hit you with something you keep talking about. I can't hear you, Sarah. You got to come and you got to come. That one till both the last day. He is a fantastic dad. I th- yeah. kind of figured he was. Yeah. But, uh, I just. Uh, so, so, Mike, the, the proof in the kind of husband and man you are is in the fact that your daughter will override you and and talk uh, about what kind of man you are and your legacy in the industry with the people that you've dealt with. There's not a person that I can think of that has a bad thing to say about you. 
So, um, small let, field. Pardon? You've you've been talking to a small field of people. Uh, no, I'm, I've talked to a broad base of the industry. So, I, I don't I don't think that that some of the your information that you're given is is 100 on you. So we'll just skip right over that and <laughs> and uh, and go on. Okay. Let's. I have a couple more questions about riding before we yes. switch subject. Oh, please, please. When you were trail riding, I know you've done, you made that comment about the hill in the race with the, the mud and the leaves and all that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. What's the difference from hitting it on the race or hitting it when you're, when you're fun riding with your friends in the race, I'm, I've got to make it trail riding. I don't have to make it. So I'm probably hitting it. Not just, uh, your internet connection is unstable. They just said, uh, I hit, I just, you have to hit it harder. Uh, you, you know, so often when you climb a hill, certain hills, you, you if you just make it over top, it's fine. It's it, it's fine. But racing situations, you want to make sure you, you just you you have to you have to hammer and hit it. Yeah. Did you and, ever? And I've been up, on crazy. What? Have you ever come up against a hill you couldn't make it up? I've came. I remember one time going up a hill. And it, it had been raining and raining and raining like Friday and then Saturday morning and Saturday during the race. Uh, I couldn't make it. And and the bike slid over to on a, on a tree. You know, I, I went up and I was kind of going to the left and it slid over on a tree. And I'm really glad that tree's there. I just slid and flipped and flopped and tumbled down. Uh, and just... Uh, Thank the Lord just did something and got out. And the GNCCs people will help you. Uh, right. And and uh, I, that one there, I can't think of anybody helping me. I just had to point the bike a different way and and rev the fool out of it and have good tires. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, you just, I don't know. You you just get a little braver or something during a race. Well, there's a goal at the end that of winning that trophy that, that makes oh, yeah. things that you might not necessarily do. But I, I've ridden a few four wheel drive ATVs and I just can't seem to think what they couldn't climb over. They were just, they just had so much better climbing ability than the, than the, the sport quads that I'm used to riding. You're, you're absolutely right. I'm talking really ugly hills. There's a lot of hills in GNCC. They'll have three of them. You can take A, B, or C, or one, two, three, or whatever you want to call them. They'll have a hill that's hardest, that's quickest. And then they'll have a hill that's, you know, a little easier, but it's longer. And then they've got one that's real easy and it's real long. 
So it's eeny, meeny, miny, mo stuff. Uh, well, if you don't make the A, it's faster to go C. It can be, yes. Yeah, if you're if you're not gonna make it. If you're if if you're just real convinced that you can't make A, then you go B or C. Yeah. And and it's like Henry Ford said, if you think you can do something or you can't do something, you're right. 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 And if you and, can't, you can't. Yeah. If you can, you might can. But uh yeah, you just uh it it kind of brings a little something out else else in you. Yeah. But uh I, I've never while we're on this about doing stuff, I've never been a flamboyant rider. Big jumps and doubles and triples and just, you know, feet off the pegs. I have been done that, but I was out of control. But feet on the peg, off the pegs and you know, kicking your ankles up and stuff. No. No, the the the, the race is too important for that. Uh yeah, I know they say, you know, Joe Blow, do you see him? You know, cross it up there. Crossing up's okay if you need to. But if you don't need to, don't do it. Stuff happens. Right. Yeah. Or can happen. Yeah, now they're all into, well, the motorcycle guys have been into whips and all these things for years, but the ATV guys are starting to get into it now. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see them do a... A, a Grand National Cross Country that was pretty rough. Yeah, the one of the reasons that that I like racing is years ago there wasn't no GNCC or nothing like that. Uh, there was Bajas, but I didn't know them then. Uh, there's you you go out and ride two motos or you ride three motos, and and with GNCC there's no practice. But you ride two, two and a half hours. You know, you, you get your money's worth. Oh, and yeah. then uh, when you go to Baja, you get a thousand miles riding in, you and your teammates. And uh, the, the most I've ever did was 13 and a half hours straight, then got off and, and then got on again. But if you like to ride, there's places you can ride more. I, I've done the 10 hour races and 12 hour races and, and six hour races and stuff like that, where you, where you get the ride. And, uh, cause, cause I remember, uh, I don't know how much of this I've told it, but, uh, my dad was my sponsor and, and, uh, my dad got killed in 77 and I raced twice more in 78 and then I didn't race. And then finally I thought I couldn't. And, and I got a 85, just use 85 XR 350R. And and I wanted to ride in the woods. You know, I, did, I didn't want doubles and triples and all that stuff. I wanted to ride in the woods, try to toughen myself up. And uh, I, I told a friend that I want to do that. And I'd, I'd rather do it on Saturday so I could go to church on Sunday. So we looked a couple of years and he finally come to me one day and said, I found a race. I said, okay, tell me about it. He said, he said, it's uh, called a cross country, Grand National Cross Country. I said, what's that? And he said, then it was two and a half hours. You race two and a half hours. I said, well, that's good. 
And uh, I, he said, and it's in the woods. I said, well, that's good. You know, instead of just a, a track. Right. And uh, I said, that's good. And he said, it's, it's real close. That track, you got to know where I live in Georgia, but that track was North Carolina, South Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina. You go around this curve and you're in North Carolina and then, and then 200 feet later here in South Carolina, it's, you're just back and forth. And uh, so anyway, uh, I learned a little bit about that kind of racing. And, and uh, so anyway, I found out you can, you can toughen yourself up because it'll, it can whoop you. You know, it will whoop you if you push it. And uh, so with, with my dad gone, I thought I could afford a bike. So I got a bike and I decided I wanted to race. Well, anyway, that friend of mine told me, he said, and it's on, on uh, Saturday. I said, well, that's good. Because he said, and it's a four-wheeler race. I said, I've got one of them. And uh, so uh, that's what I did. And I started the, the, the 91 season on a TRX 300 FW, you know, four-wheel drive 300 Honda. Yep. And, uh, it was it, it went good. I won the championship, and uh, so uh, and I don't know if you remember Dirt Wheels magazine and, and uh, it wasn't four wheel action. It was ATV action or something. Then they'd have four wheeler stuff in it, and uh, they they would have a little thing, and it would say you win a championship and, and you get a free trip to the Bahamas. But down at the bottom, it said not four-wheel drives. And uh, that kind of hurt my feelings, you know. And if people will know Dave Coombs, he was the head of the the the, the GNCC stuff. He, he died. But I remember going to him halfway through the season. I said, Dave, you could talk to him plain. Dave, I said, how come four-wheel drives don't get to go to the Bahamas? Well, he stopped where he's doing. He turned and looked at me. He said, you win the championship and you'll go to the Bahamas. <laughs> and he was good on his word. And That's yeah, he was awesome. good. Uh, yeah. You get to go ride and, in the Bahamas? Uh, yeah, scooter. Scooter. That was the scooter yeah. race that you told me about, right? <laughs> no, no, no. No, the, it was funny. Me and the wife, we did everything we could. She's not very adventurous. You know, we rode around the, the highest place on the island, you know, like 56 feet. <laughs> and uh, we went to a, a jail that was done in the 1600s or a prison. And we did that kind of stuff. And, and uh, the, the feller said uh, we drove past the car dealer. You know, he had like two Fords and I don't know they had three Chevrolets. And he said, just like America, I said, we got car dealers and everything, you know, <laughs> but anyway, uh, after a while I did exactly what they told us not to do was I rented a scooter and, and I'm looking at them and, and stuff and turning the handlebars and wiggling stuff. And, and, uh, the feller says, what are you doing, man? I said, I'm thinking about renting one of these. He's in call himself captain. He's 
He said, the captain takes care of all that. I said, well, you might, but I just want to look too. And uh, so we decided to ride one and it's way out in, in the, in the ocean or whatever you want to call it. And it's a big, long cement thing going to the land. And, and I'm, me and the wife's on the back and we're going in. And as soon as we got on the land, uh, there's, there's a big old black fellow there. And he says, man, you, you want a Coke? And I remember turning to, I'm not thirsty. And uh, I went a little further and I said, he asked me if I wanted some Coke, not a Coke. You know? <laughs> and, and boy, that made me mad. But uh, anyway, we rode around and uh, I learned something then. That was like 91 or the right after the first of the year, 91, first of 92. And uh, the roads are real narrow. You're, they're islands, you know, and they drive on the wrong side. And, and uh, I learned some stuff about driving is they don't get real excited. Uh, you're on a scooter and and. They want to pass, you know, they're in front of you coming at you and, and, you know, it, it doesn't look good. Well, one of them goes to the, the right, one goes to the left and they let you pass right through the middle. And I, I learned that that kind of works sometimes in Mexico too, you know, the, <laughs> it just, and I'm serious. There's not fingering and cussing and blowing horns. Excuse me. They're just glad they didn't wreck and you just keep going. Just keep going. But uh, yeah, and and when it comes to to the riding, uh, it's it's just something that comes without thinking. Uh, you know, when when someone's two cars are coming at you head on, you ain't got a lot of time to think. You know, and the Lord's been good to me, keeping me from problems and getting hurt. That uh. I, I think I told you before. Uh, we were. I was talking about uh, not riding over your head and and uh, think because I want to race next time. You know, not I'll put all my eggs in one basket. But uh, you, you, you just you got to do some thinking. You can't let pride take over. Uh, you got to be thankful. That right. you, you you've done it. You you want to do it again? Uh, like I, I I try to tell people, you know, that you just got to be there next time. Right. Yeah. So that brings me to that brings me to my other question for you. Okay. The people and the relationships that you've gained, and the friends you've gained through the ATV world, you know, the experiences with some of the, whether it be just a one-off experience or that be a uh, long-term friends that you have that live in different places that you get to contact, you know, every once in a while. Oof. There's a, Lenny, there, there's no way I can, uh, I could tell you how many, but there's lots of them. I, I'm going to tell you when, when, uh, when 
one manufacturer when when uh, it was time that they they quit racing ATVs, and so my job was over. Uh, met a lot of nice people. Golly, bum, so many nice people. One fellow cried when I was leaving. You know, and he about made me cry. I just we're just friends. We talk now. You know, and and uh, you just. With some people, it's a job, and other people, it's not. You know that that uh, I remember talking with with uh, a team, and I call it the uh, we were negotiating contracts, and uh, it's that where they drip the water on your forehead treatment, you know, <laughs> and, and yeah, kind of like waterboarding, and uh, they they just. You know, I'm going that, you know, that's not enough. I said, I can't even race with that money. And uh, so it went back and forth and back and forth. And and uh, I remember them, the, there's two of them beating up on me. And uh, the one said, for you, how was it better? It's for like you, it's a, um, what's the exact word he said? It wasn't this, but he said, like for you, this is a big deal. He said, for us, it's just a job. And I said to myself right then, I, I wish I could tell the biggest boss there was that being the head of the race department is just a job. Yeah, that's, that, that, that doesn't. That man needs to be sweeping the floors or gone. Yeah, sweep the floors about six months. See if his desire changes. But I uh, met so many good people, and and other people just like I just said, it's just the job. You know, we can we can we can find somebody to replace you tomorrow. But, uh, they probably can, but it, it's most of the people in the off road industry or the or the long term people in the motorsports industry, ATVs especially they're here because of passion, not because of dollars. Right. Because I would have uh, to say that there are many more other careers that I could have had that would have paid me a lot of money where I could be retired right now. Yeah. And, yeah. but they wouldn't have sent me all over the world or I wouldn't have met some of the most amazing individuals. Oh. Yes. Um, Yes. You People know, that, that think like you. I'm I'm nobody. I'm just a no, guy. No, no, you. I mean, I'm you've got a reputation that's unreal. You've got a reputation that's unreal. Uh, but to, well, like, to, uh, like I, I I disagree with you because I, I'm just a guy that loves ATVs and I work on ATVs and I've and I've been ble very blessed to. Uh, have gotten to do so many incredible things and yep. um, I don't want to downplay it, but you know, I'm heading on doing this for 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I was born into it. So um, I don't want to make it bigger than it is. I'm no bigger. I'm no better than I'm no better than that sea rider that started in, you know, racing last year. I just got more years under my belt than he does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell people, 
I'm not smart. I don't have any money, but I do have lots of experience. You know? <laughs> and, and that's something you can buy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, um, yeah, there's a lot to be said about that right there. Yeah. You know? um, to, to think it, it's like riding, racing. Your machine starts making a noise. Okay. You've got to decide in your mind if that's something you need to stop right now. Or I think I can, you know, if it's Baja, I can make it, make it to the pit, next pit. Or if it's a GNCC, I can make, make it to the end of the race. Uh, you know, that stuff kind of only comes from experience. Yep. If it's, you know, if it's a whop up noise or a ding, 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 ding noise, you know, what, what kind of noise is it? You, and then, then figure it out. If, if it's uh, those meisters beating on that thing with a hammer, you're yeah. probably not going to go much farther. <laughs> yeah. Just, you, you just got to make up your mind. If, if this is something I need to pull over. Right. You know? uh, but, but the people I've met, uh, I wish you'd ask them about me instead of me trying to tell you. Uh, well, it's more like, it's more like the experience. Like, Mike, I met you uh, because you'd come to Baja and Ricky Stitters was next door yeah. and you popped your head in and, and I, I met you there. I, I've also seen you at a cross country race, but I never really got to talk to you deep until you came on the podcast. Huh. But I admired from a distance and would always hear about the things that you had accomplished and the things that you were doing. So when I finally got a chance to really talk to you on here, I, I enjoy it because the passion for the industry is there. You can see it in your eyes. You can hear it in your voice. The stories you tell are enthralling and, and, and awesome. So you go back to the other people that you meet in the industry that are passionate about it. Um, and just some of my friends that are race family friends that um, you talk to once in a while now, but when you talk to them, it's like you were talking to them yesterday because you still have that same bond, that same enthusiasm for the ATV world. and. Um, uh, the, uh, it's incredible, you know, and then the people you get to meet in Mexico or the people you get to meet in South America or other countries, they just embrace you with, I don't even know what you'd call it. The, the, the love and the enthusiasm for what you're doing is, uh, unbelievable. You know, so many of them are very sharing and caring. Yes. And I was I hope you can hear because I can't hear. Oh. Hang on. Yeah, okay. Dad, you're now. We'll always play it down a little bit about, but when he goes to Mexico, he'll be walking down the street because everybody knows the hat and mustache. Yep. Little kids are just running up like, Senior Penman, Senior Penman. You know, because they see him. And one of the things that I've always noticed is different 
with him, you know, whether it's at Baja or GNCC, a lot of times, you know, kids come up and they see the bike and it's shiny and they want to touch it and they want to see it. And a lot of riders are like, oh, don't touch my bike. Don't, that's my race bike. You know, and almost like shoot them away. Whereas dads always say, hey, come here. And he'll sit them on the bike and take their pictures. And it's just, there are so many kids that, you know, their parents will reach out on social media and be like, my son wants a poster of your dad or, you know, that's all they want. And like in his mind, I think because he's done it so much, he doesn't realize what a big deal it is to other people. So. I agree with that because we keep it in a, I keep it in a box. Okay. And I keep it, try to keep it real because everyday life is different than our life in ATV racing or the ATV enthusiast world. Um, and I don't want to make it bigger than it is. No, no. Um, I, I remember the, the fellow that got me into racing, Dave Webb. Uh, I hadn't, this is, I'd won a few national championships and stuff. And we, we hadn't talked in several years. We were talking. And and uh, we, uh, he's asking about this, and I was telling him that, and blah, blah, blah. And he said, man, he said, you'd lead an exciting life. And I'm going, wow. It is. You know, but it's just life, you know. You work at, you know, you work at sending people to the moon with, with rockets. It's it's just rocket science. That's all it is. But you know, to you, but to other people, it's a big deal. And uh, yeah, I mean, I put so many thousands and thousands and thousands of miles on on rigs driving to and from races. Uh, to when there's a long race in Baja, I leave home. And go do all that junk, and when I get home, I put eight thousand miles on my truck. That's yeah, that's a lot of miles, and uh, that's on the truck. That's not on all the bikes and stuff, the four wheelers and side to side and stuff. But yeah, it's uh, it's exciting, and I, I I should be more thankful of it. But if I'm really thankful and excited, then I. It sounds like bragging, and I don't, I don't want that. Right. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. You know, I love to tell the story, but then I I don't want to tell the story because I don't want people to think that I'm gloating over it or, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, I love what I do, and I wouldn't change it for the world. That, um, that's why I like you asking questions. Instead of me, instead of me coming up with stuff, uh, I'm trying to. Because you've traveled in in so many different circles, you know, all over Baja and you have just a huge fan base there, you know, all over the, the eastern United States and the fan base that you still have there. And the people that you've gotten to become friends with and, you know, you could show up at a race tomorrow and there's men that have children or grandchildren and they're ear to ear grin because they get to shake your hand and, and see you. And, and, and like Sarah was just saying, it, it may not be anything to us, but it's, it's huge to them. And, and if I can sit down and take time with somebody and talk to them and, 
you know, to, to help them with their ATV or just talk to them about ATVs or life or whatever. I, I'm going to do it because it's, it, this is just what we do. It's just what I do. The, I've got a note here. Uh, people think we're special, you know, and uh, just being nice and show them that you are special, you know, just talk to them and be nice. How many times have we seen people that are big wheels, riders, racers, they just, you know, ain't got time to talk to an eight-year-old child or, or they ain't got time to talk to a grandpa. Uh, yeah, and, and they, it's, they just, it's just wrong. It hurts me. It hurts me. Uh, I mean, I know that I've been in situations where I'm getting ready for a moto or the, the bike's going to the line and I've had to tell people, I'm sorry. This is what I, this is my job. I have to go do it. <laughs> and I, you know what? Uh, they say, okay. They understand. Sometimes. They, they, you, you, well, if, if they don't understand, then that, that's, that's not good. But, but you have something to do. Uh, you know, if you go to McDonald's and order you a Big Mac, the, 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 the girl can't sit there and talk to you for an hour and a half. You know, she's got to take the next order and, and you've got stuff to do. Right. Uh, you got to get to the line or you got to go, you know, back to the, to the pit and work on somebody's machine, whatever, whatever you're doing, if you're riding your mechanic and I, yeah, you just got things to do. And most people understand, especially if you tell them, you know, I've, I've got to, I got to go race. Uh, they know that's why they're there to watch the racing. Uh, although I've had a few come to the races to meet me. Uh, they've told me that. They, uh, <laughs> one time in one of the magazines, Dirt Wheels, Oral Action, whatever, they asked me what, uh, what I like to eat. You know, it was one of them, they asked a lot of questions and, what's your favorite food is it beans and taters you know and and uh it was a, a few months later i, I said a race fella come up never met him before and he said you're mike Bennett. i said i am and uh he said i came to this race just to meet you i said what he said yeah anybody that just likes beans and taters you know he said i want to meet him and so he came <laughs> he came of course he watched the race, but, but, uh, that's another thing that I, I want to, uh, you know, really, it's really big to me. You're from California. So this, you don't even pay no mind to it probably, but so many people talk ugly, cussing and swearing and stuff with people. And it's just, that's normal. Uh, they, they just, it's not good to talk like that. I remember we was at a his in Baja and, and the teammates, they were just they were saying the filthiest, nastiest words. And I don't like hearing them. Don't I, I do my best not to be around it. And and then one of the fellers' wives come and they didn't change the way they talked. And and finally I said to him, I said, Do you talk that way around your mother? He said, My mother talks like this. You know, the, that's why he's disrespectful and rude. And yeah, and, and, and just the, the filthy, dirty words. Uh, in Baja, I remember that 
was there with a bunch of people and just talking nasty and and, and then Mexican people, you know, they're <clears throat> they're trying to watch and and it's just and I said, I said, you're talking like this filthy talk. And I said, these Mexican children all around and the moms and dads. I said, don't do that. But uh, yeah, and, and something else I wanted to hit on. Uh, yeah, the people think we're special, so we so we need to be special to them, you know. Because just, realistically, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be special or in that light if it wasn't for the fan base that, that came and watched what we do. Yep. Yeah. I had one a manufacturer tell me, but I had a manufacturer tell me, said, we didn't hire you because we like you and you can ride fast. Said we hired you. Because you can put more wear and tear on a machine in three months than most people can do in three years. So, you know, that let me, you know, it 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 kept me from getting too big headed, but you know, it, they're they're hiring me just for partly for a test rider. You know, yeah, they need you to destroy the products. They can make it better for the consumer, so the yep. consumer will buy. Yep. You know, I mean, the old adage used to be "win on Sunday, sell on Monday." Yep, yep, and yep, yep. It doesn't work that quite that way anymore. But no. I, I get it. You know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the reason people buy Duncan races stuff is it works. You know, how many people have have and are using Duncan racing stuff. Um, yeah, we've been around a long time. So there's a lot of know, stuff out there. When you was talking, I stuck my head in down there and, and it, from Ricky Staters. Yep. That was 1995. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've that. Yeah. I've been, I've been around a long time. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm not trying to say you're old. I'm just telling you what it was. So well, I've, I've known, I've known you and know of you. Yeah. I'm staring back at you and we both got a lot of gray hair. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Yeah. I remember. Your, your I remember. Your hair turned gray. Yeah. Your hair turned gray, mine turned loose. Yeah. <laughs> you ran away and hid, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember the 86 250R three-wheeler coming out. I remember the 86. Uh, four wheeler coming out. Mm-hmm. I remember the Dean Sundahl poster on the wall, and and when he rolled into the shop, you know, pre, you know, gosh, pre magic. Still had the air cooled three wheeler. We were still yeah. selling the air cooled three wheeler stuff, and he comes yeah. rolling in the shop, you know, and he's a factory Honda guy, and you're just like, wow, you know, I mean, yeah. so that's that's a number of years ago back into the 80s yeah. and um yeah. a lot of people a lot of people don't remember some of that stuff and yeah. and i think that's what's wrong with a portion of the industry is the kids today think that they invented it yeah. and and we've been doing this for a long long time you know and another thing with me and you is we worked on our own machines you know now, it, you win you win a, a the barrel rolling contest at the county fair, 
on your on your four wheeler, and and the next time you think about going to race, you think you ought to have a factory mechanic. You know, and and I uh, I remember one time at Ricky Stater's next door to y'all, I got some special gears for a transmission, some high speed gears, and I pulled the motor out. Me and my brother pulled the motor out, pulled it all apart. Change the gears, put it all back together, put it in the frame. You know, it, it wasn't the first time I've done stuff like that. But, I mean, how many people would hire somebody to do it or, or not do it? And then you're there, you might as well do something. You're, you're live 24 hours a day. And then man needs to do something. Well, yeah. And back when I was starting to be a mechanic, there were so many aspects of, of being a mechanic that, that that they take for granted now, because now you have a shock guy, you have a motor guy, you have this guy, you have that guy. Um, when I was trying to learn the trade, we were having to learn everything, mm-hmm. motors, shocks, you know, chassis mods, uh, whatever they might be. And then you had to tune and you had to be able to work get inside the writer's head. So you were a psychologist as well. Um, now, if you're the main guy, you're a psychologist and, and you may tune and install the motor and do some other things, but you have a suspension guy, you have a, t- you have a tire specialist now, you know, that, that, that works on tires. And uh, it, it's, it's strange to me to not know every aspect I, I'm, Probably my weakest area is shocks, but um, I know I can build the motor. I'm not a motor builder. That's my brother. I can build motors, but I'm not a motor builder. Um, I can tune. I'm a a tuner. No problem. Um, You know, replacing the bearings and I can glue metal together if I need to, but it's a lost art. You know, it really is. And uh, it's not lost. There's still some great guys out there. Well, of course. Uh, but there's not as many guys that know everything. Yeah. What, what, exactly. When, when, with Grand National Cross Country, more so than a lot of things, you, you have to be your own mechanic. And, and you talk to shop people and they send you this or Sometimes they'll be fork and shock people at at the track, but but so much of the stuff you can't you can't ride and test it, then come back and change it, ride and test it because there's no practice at GNCC. You show up at a certain time, you're on the line, flag goes, and you're gone, yeah. and that's it. If you're going to do anything, you got to do it. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, and normally the race is about every two weeks. So you've got two weeks to do something and, uh, or fix it. And then. <laughs> I love this story that William told me and I, this, I didn't know about this, that he needed to make his machines work better. So he had to learn how to change the valving and the spring rates on the shocks and had to learn how to do it. So, because he William had, Milkley? yep, he had to do all of his own testing at home. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so I didn't know that about him. And and most people, you meet William, you wouldn't know that William could do that. I mean, no. he's way he's a smart dude. 
Super smart guy. Absolutely. You know, same. If you judge the book by the cover, uh, I'm not going to tell you that I think that you're a motor builder and, and uh, you know how to do the clutching that you do and, and have the knowledge that you have. You got to sit down and talk to you and then you go, Oh, wow. There's a whole wealth of knowledge here. Uh, maybe I ought to shut up and listen. It's uh clutching. It's, it's voodoo, but I know a little bit about it. And uh, yeah. Uh, I know enough to get myself in a whole heap of trouble. Well, then you, that's why you make a note and then go back to the way it was. But anyway, yep. uh, yeah, we, we can, we can talk that stuff. Let's see. Uh, The uh, we we were talking a little bit, but the word I didn't use was pride. You know, I, I've had people be mad at me when I'd win, and not for what you think. Uh, I'm thankful that I won. I'm so thankful, but I didn't make a big deal out of it. You know. Uh, but I would always be thinking, how to, how could I win more race? How could I be better next race? How could I make the machine better next race? And what would I have to do? And the, to get all pride and boastful, you know, I beat Lenny Duncan today. You know, that that's that's not. Uh, I won. I did okay. Did all right. But. Uh, that your internet connection is unstable. It just went off. Uh, but but a smile and thank yous go so far, you know, to, to thank somebody for talking to you, shaking your hand, you know, and wanting your autograph. It's, you know, I'm, I'm a old fat hillbilly. People want my autograph. You know, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive uh, to me. Uh, me, too. me too, Mike. Me too. Uh, and, and I want to talk about something that, that uh, the motocross people do. Uh, they they get to have practice, and and sometimes you, most people just go out and you know they just do laps until they wave them in. But but if you go out there somewhere and you find that you're having a problem with this corner or them whoops or you know that off camber corner what whatever it is there's nothing says that you can't stop most of the time you can stop and go back to there and and hit that corner half a dozen times or hit that you know set of whoops instead of just making laps you know the some of it you, you don't need to you know go 10 times on it uh and when you can go back and hit it a little you know that corner or that corner and, and some, um, it's uh, it's not so necessarily the whole track that you need to practice. Not that you don't, but if if you think you need help on a thing, hit that piece of that that track. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this: When you okay. were doing a lot of GNCC, 
Uh, did you walk walk it beforehand, or was it? Times I did. Yeah, when I was younger, I did. Yeah. Oh, uh, younger. What? But as you got older, you quit walking it. Yeah, this is ten and twelve miles. Well, what's wrong with that? We all need a little exercise. Yeah. We're just. Let's go to GNCC and I'll walk with you. It's okay. I'm not going to go. <laughs> I've had enough. It's good to me. Run it. Yeah. And uh, it, it, that's a lot of walking. And then when you get done, then you got to line up and race. You ain't got, you know, because a lot of times they don't have the track laid out on Friday and you race Saturday. So you right. got to do it Saturday morning. And then go uh, line. And, and then we'd line up at 10 o'clock. Wow. So it takes a lot of hours. Did you ever race best in the desert? Uh, I did. Is that, that's Casey folks, right? Yep. I, I did uh, with the, a friend. We did the Nevada 2000. Right. Yeah, we've done that. And uh, the uh, Lake Elsinore, that's not part of that. That's the Grand Prix. Right. Uh, well, well, what I was getting at with the best in the desert is there's no pre-running. No. When the flag drops, you go. That's what I'm used to. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think that if you cut out the pre-running, mark the course well enough and run it. You know? I know what you're saying, but it's hard to mark a thousand mile course well enough because people run over the the markers and other people change the markers and other people uh, steal the markers. Yeah. It, it, well, I didn't say we're perfect, you know, but uh, I've, I've done you that. A, you could go with a GPS uh, style system on the bikes, you know, like they do in the, the Dakar. <sighs> Not me. I, I I don't. I use a flip phone because I don't know how to use a a smartphone. I don't know how to use GPS. Well, they would set it up for you, and when you hit start, turn it on. You know, they teach you. They they give you instructions. <laughs> okay, riding wide open. What? Yeah, it it's a distraction for one. But when when I think we've talked about this. <clears throat> there's there's times there's width limits in GNCC. Right. There's Baja, but it's not a big deal. Uh, and and so normally your back width is greater than your front. So there's two trees. You go between it with your front wheels, but your back wheels that you know a, a tree is it when it gets down to the ground, it gets wider. Well, there's times. When when your back wheels, your left and right back wheel, they hit the the butt of the tree, the bottom, the ground, and you don't go through the trees till the back end of the bike comes up because the trees get wider and you squirt through. You ain't got time to look at no pictures. It's just in the woods, no, but I'm talking about Baja or Best in the Desert. no, not, not gonna correct it. Uh, but uh, uh, the last 
uh, Baja I did that I raced was with a side by side on, on another team, <clears throat> and they had that stuff that uh, Lawrence, the little yep. TV there. Yep. And uh, uh, I only went 81, 84 miles, something like that. And that stuff, I don't know. Let me tell you this, that you know what WRC racing is, World Rally Championship? Yeah. Uh, there, there's one in America called uh, NASA, N-A-S-A. Right. I'm not talking about outer space people. It's a, it's a race on, on them dirt roads and such. Right. And uh, K&M called me and wanted to know if I'd do that for them. With, they had motorcycles and, and cars. And uh, it's over in South Carolina. And uh, I said, yeah, shucks. Be glad to. And uh, they set up times. And, and Scott Kilby, he was my co-pilot. And uh, we had to go to school. I forgot how many hours before we could even run it. And they they never had side-to-sides before. And uh, my machine, that can't even run about 80. And, and all the cars and motorcycles run 120 and above. And uh, so I didn't know. We didn't know was how this was going to work out. Well, they they had these notes. That, and uh, a lot of them had the TV, the smartphones and, and the Lawrence and all that stuff. We took off, Scott and I did, and we didn't go 200 feet. And because I've seen movies of it later. And, and the pages are blown out of his hands just just into the woods. And uh, so we just done it like we always do. And they they about had a stroke that we done it what they call blind. And that's 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 how I always raise blind, you know, because right. I don't have all the, the, the notes and corners and everything in front of me. Uh, some, yeah, yeah. And uh, so anyway, uh, we done that, and it was it was right fun. Uh, what year was that? Probably fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, that was a, probably and, uh, a lot of fun. It it was really fun because the they were talking about this hill. They called it Hamburger Hill. That was in Vietnam. There was a hill lost yeah. lots of men called Hamburger Hill. Yep. And and they were talking about that, how there would be, you know, cars upside down, backwards and sideways, and you know, that they, they couldn't make it and stuff, and how bad it was. And 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 you know, this stuff is in sections. So we'd run a bit and then have to wait and then run a bit and wait. Well, anyway, we got fixing the flag is off, and they said, uh, this is the hill. I said, okay. And and Lenny, we went and we seen some cars stuck and, and different things. But I mean, we just blasted. We didn't even slow down, you know. And when we got to the end, I thought to myself, he must have said Hamburg Hill was the next one because there was nothing to it. <laughs> Not, right. Nothing to it. And uh, so, uh, 
the notes can be deceiving. But uh, anyway, I'm trying to remember what we were talking about. No, that was fun. That was great. Uh, but uh, yeah, the they they we we did it a lot on uh, uh, Forest Service roads, and where they would you know there'd be an intersection, they'd scrape this one with the motor graders and stuff more dozers whatever, and they'd have a a six eight inch lip, and we'd be blowing in coming hard. And people are jumping up, down, and hollering, and flagging, and everything. And and I'm going like, well, what do they see that I don't? Slow down a little bit and just hit them things. There's nothing, you know. Mm. When you're mm-hmm. used to GNCC and Baja, that stuff is nothing. Right. And and uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, it, it's they could use tougher. I'll just tell you this: when when we got done. There was places where they were running way over a hundred motorcycles and cars, the ones that would. Right. They uh, they said that if I, we were in a car, we would have finished third in, in all, all the cars. And if we was on a motorcycle, we'd have finished third also with the bikes. Uh, and there was something I wanted to tell you. Uh, I take it you won. Well, it was ex- exhibition. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we won because we was the only one there uh, uh, on the forward or side by side. But uh, yeah, they wanted to see how we fit and, and stuff. And oh, I know what it was. The 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 first time we took off, uh, they they let all the motorcycles go, and then all the cars. And they, they, there's so much time between them, and then they waited two minutes or something and they let me and Scott go and we did something you're not supposed to do pass people you're not supposed to pass and There's they found out <laughs> apparently they don't have that problem you know they're they just don't and and so before the next start they said, did you pass? I said, yeah, I passed. Well, so so what they did is they had to start further behind the last car so that we wouldn't, they didn't want us passing people. <laughs> if, I got a, if I got a chance, I passed them. Right, I agree. Mike, Sarah, I want to thank you guys for coming on ATV Talk again. It's, it's always my pleasure. I really enjoy your stories and your wisdom uh, and, and your conversation. It's always awesome. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. 
more than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.